Welcome to First Reading, the Old Testament lectionary podcast for preachers. I'm Tim McMinch. And I'm Rachel Wren. We are so excited to bring you next week a German shepherd of an episode, a big Great Dane. What are other big dogs? Why is my mind going blank? A great episode with Justin Reed. But until then, we have one final mini episode, a Yorkshire Terrier of an episode, and Tim is bringing it to us this week. What have you got, Tim? Well, the lectionary reading this week is from 2 Kings chapter 2. First couple verses, and then it jumps to 6 through 14. This is the story of the passing of the prophetic mantle from Elijah to Elisha. We uh, got to dip into Elijah's story in one of the sort of climactic moments of it last week with Rachel. And uh, Elisha, his story, the story of his calling, is at the tag end of that same chapter in 1 Kings 19. This is the first that we've heard from Elisha since that, that story of his calling. But right away in this text, in 2 Kings, we get a sense of his determination to follow in Elijah's footsteps. Twice in the lectionary reading, and a third time in the section that the lectionary skips over, go figure, (laughs) Elisha refuses to let Elijah leave him behind as he goes to do the Lord's work, which is all sort of reminiscent of the way that Ruth clung to Naomi, refusing to be parted from her. But then in in verse 9, After Elisha follows Elijah through the parted Jordan River, Elijah finally caves and says, essentially, okay, fine, what do you want from me? And Elisha responds, give me pishnaim of your spirit. Uh, So a little linguistic and historical lesson wrapped into one here. Pishnaim is usually translated a double portion, which certainly works. Literally, it's two mouths. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So a double portion does does make sense of, of the words. But we often get the sense when we hear it that way that what Elisha is asking for is to be twice the prophet that Elijah was. And that's not really what's going on. The double portion is a reference to the laws of inheritance in ancient Israel, where the firstborn son received twice as much of the inheritance as the other siblings got. This was a way to sort of keep property and community under the leadership of a single patriarch generation after generation. So what Elisha is asking is that as far as prophecy goes, he wants to be treated like Elijah's firstborn, the, the sort of legitimate heir to his prophetic ministry. And that makes sense in context. For there's In verse 7, we see that there are 50 other prophets who are trailing Elijah around. But there's a sense in this story that really there's only one primary representative for God. Just as Elijah is the one and stands in the line of prophets with Moses as the prototype. And notice again how much Moses stuff is in this text, parting of the waters, etc. So in that context, Elisha is hoping to uh, take the mantle and become numero uno, just like Elijah was. And Elijah's response to Elisha is kind of confusing, but it's also kind of the key to the whole thing. He says in verse 10, you've asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I'm being taken from you, it will be granted to you. If not, it will not. So that's a little confusing, but I think what it's saying is that, in other words, this isn't really Elijah's call. 
The prophetic vocation is a divine calling. Only God can give it. And there's where I find a great preaching angle on this text. I think it's kind of about the difference between ambition and calling. We can, of course, position ourselves to be useful to God's purposes, just as Elisha made himself available here. But the the callings for our lives come from God alone. Well, you probably know the end of this story. Elijah is snatched up in a fury of fiery chariots. Elisha sees it. That's the fulfillment of his sign. And he picks up Elijah's mantle, which is the symbol of his prophetic ministry, and the succession is complete. But notice here that there's no like transfer ceremony. There's no ordination service. Elijah doesn't have anything to do with it. He's already gone. Elisha's new prophetic role comes from God alone. Now there's all sorts of other stuff going on in this story, but uh, that's sort of a quick and sweet, but hopefully uh, gives you a nudge in a good direction with this week's lectionary text. Nice. Well, that sounds great, Tim. Thanks for that insight into this passage. No problem. If you liked what you heard here, head on over to our website, firstreadingpodcast.com. There you can find old episodes, and you can give us feedback on what you'd like to hear more of or how we can improve. Until next time, I'm Rachel Wren. And I'm Tim McNich. Happy preaching. Happy preaching.